This is Hunterproof Hangovers. We're drinking whiskey and talking history. So grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy a few laughs <laughs> as we talk about all the horrible things people do to each other. Here are your hosts, Chris and Greg. And we are here with another Hundred Proof Hangover. We sure are. This one is a little bit crazy. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. No, a little bit crazy. This one's a little bit crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing wide eyes yeah. and bobbing my head. Yeah. Chris, uh, what are we talking about on this Hundred Proof Hangover? Today, we are talking about the 1904 Olympic Marathon. And before you immediately check out, <laughs> this is fucking insane. It is. You, yeah, I, I, like modern day, like, oh, the marathon's on TV. Well, I guess I'm going to go have a drink and piss until something interesting comes on. But that's a long piss. Well, I've had a lot to drink and I have 26 mile piss. Prostate issues. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just a drip at a time. <laughs> yeah. I'm just screaming at it. Come out already. Jesus. <laughs> I'm missing the end of glee. <laughs> Punching myself in the stomach, yeah. punching myself in the chode, like nothing's happening. Massaging my prostate with a cucumber, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just for recreation, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Don't, okay, use, that's don't use that excuse. Fair enough, fair enough. But no, this story is fucking nuts. So let's, uh, let's get into it. All how, right. How about that? And go. In 1904, 11 years after the famed Chicago World's Fair, which you might remember from our H.H. Holmes series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amer- Pussy Murder Castle. Yeah. America thought they'd give it another go in the bustling metropolis of St. Louis, Missouri. Woo! Yay. Yay. Got the arch. Did they? I don't even know when the arch was built. They probably didn't even have that. It was probably just, I don't know. I don't either. The U.S. was also set to host the Olympics, and they were going to do that in Chicago, but the leaders of St. Louis pitched a big old bitch fit and said, uh, you can't do that at the same time as the World's Fair, and so the Olympics were moved to St. Louis. Never would happen today. Like, there are years and years and years of playing and all that, but... Oh, I don't know. Coronavirus is running rampant in Japan. No, oh, that's true. And Salt Lake City, Utah, has been like, hey. Hey, we, girl. We just did it a few years ago. Hey, girl, we don't sell... A few, a few years ago. We don't sell alcohol. Why don't you come over here? <laughs> a couple de- decades ago, yeah. we still have the facilities set up. It's a viable plan, so we'll see. I don't, I don't want this podcast to age terribly in six months. That's all I'm saying. They should our bets. They should do it in Atlanta again. I th- feel like everything went smooth in Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah. A couple pipe bombs. Yeah, no fine. big deal. Yeah, fine. They, those bombs went off just as they were planned to. So you raise a good point. Thank you. The marathon was to be held on August 30th, the second day of the games. The marathon is based on an ancient Greek story of a soldier who ran about 25 miles from Marathon Greece to Athens, Greece, to deliver a message that the Greeks had defeated the Persians. He promptly dropped dead on the spot. St. Louis decided to keep that tradition by having the race run for about 25 miles, and also by trying to kill people. Mm. (laughs) You might think that sounds strange. Yeah. Listen closely. Yeah. Intentionally fucking killing people. Here we go. For starters... It's just Hunger Games. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch the Olympics if people were dying. I'm just going to put it out there. (laughs) For starters, it's hot as balls in August in Missouri. On August 30th, 1904, it was 90 degrees with 
extremely high levels of humidity. Like, complete swamp ass as you're walking through this fucking city. Bowl soup. Yep. Well, in accordance with this, the Olympic officials planned for the heat by making almost no water available to the runners. They don't need that shit. The only places to get water were at a uh, water tower at the six-mile mark and a roadside well at the 12-mile mark. Wait. So no Gatorade? No. Water? Water. Like... The stuff in the toilet? Exactly. Who wants to drink that? <laughs> Ooh. And not only that, it's coming from a water tower, so you gotta go over there and like turn the valve and like put your mouth under it like you're drinking from the fucking hose, and then you go to the 12-mile station, and it's a fucking well, so you gotta raise the bucket. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> rinsing out their ass crack over there when you happen to get there, like, God damn it. Yep, it's a, a, a hobo. It's the ho- that podunk. Yeah. It's oh, a <laughs> fucking hobo. <laughs> Took a shit in there with the fucking heroin needle sticking out of it. That fucking guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice reference. Thank you. James Sullivan, who organized the St. Louis Games, did this on purpose. Organized the games on purpose and limited the water on purpose. Yeah, he wanted to uh, test the dehydration levels of people. So fuck. What What the, you know, the best place to do this is at the premier event at the biggest sporting event in the world. Where you're having them do the most strenuous thing that athletes have been asked to do yeah. to this point. Let's watch and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> in addition to this, the course had multiple hills rising upwards of 300 feet with steep ascents. Just fucking crazy, man. <laughs> A little marathon in San Francisco. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Get Running run. by the full house. House. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Oh, crazy! That's where DJ Tanner lives! <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Joey! Flash one tit. Yeah. Other tits a scar. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Another callback. Well, the roads themselves were dirt with big-ass broken stones buried in them. Hmm, whatever. Who cares? You're not going to trip over that shit. Not a big deal. Yeah, who cares? You got eyes. And said roads were not closed to the public during the race. Oh, so the runners would be racing alongside horses and automobiles that kicked up giant clouds of dust that they would have to inhale as they passed. And this will come up again. Yeah. The field consisted of 32 athletes representing just four countries. <laughs> but for various reasons, only 14 of those 32 would actually finish the race. The group actually included many runners who had never run a marathon before, and it had just kind of shown the fuck up. Yes. I can do this. No big deal. At 3.03 p.m., the starting gun was fired. 3.03 p.m., middle of the fucking afternoon, 90 degrees. Hot as fuck. Yeah. Like, literally the hottest part of the day (laughs) is when it started. Yeah, that's when they fired the starting gun and the runners were off. Fred Lors, a trained marathon runner from the U.S., led briefly but was soon overtaken by another American runner, uh, Thomas Hicks. Shortly after the race began, runners began to drop like flies. Boy, did they ever. Mm -hmm. William Garcia collapsed on the side of the road. He had internal hemorrhaging because his stomach lining ripped after he ingested a shitload of dust kicked up by horses and cars. Hmm. As we mentioned. <laughs> another runner, John Lorden, started puking and quit the race. Yeah, that's that's basically how I finish sex, by the hmm. way. Just like Hitler, John Lorden couldn't finish a race. Oh, my God. Two of the runners were South African tribesmen who were only in town because they were part of an exhibit at the World's Fair. They showed up to the race barefoot. And he just said, fuck it, we can do this. Here we yeah. are. South Africa, represent. One of them would finish ninth and the other in 12th place. 
What the fuck? <laughs> Dudes didn't have shoes. <laughs> just showed up. 25 mile race. <laughs> My favorite one is the next one. After you get through oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah. The one who finished in 12th, Lin Tao, was bitterly disappointed. He thought he would have done much better if he hadn't spent an hour running a mile off course. You know, big deal. Uh-huh. Because he was being chased by wild fucking dogs. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> Jesus. Another runner was Felix Carvajal. Felix was a mailman from Cuba. Cuba couldn't afford to send anyone to the races, and so Felix ran all over Cuba collecting money. He then promptly traveled to New Orleans, where he lost every bit of his money playing dice like a true degenerate. <laughs> he had to hitchhike to St. Louis for the race. He ran in dress shoes and dress pants that he had cut into shorts with a knife <laughs> the, on the morning of the race. Yeah, one of the other racers had Like, it. this dude's still in the fucking suit. He's wearing a fucking... Hitchhikes up there. God. He's such a fucking degen. You yeah. know he's half drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. He lost all his fucking money. He probably bet on himself. <sighs> this is the movie we need to write. Cuban mailman loses all his money going to the marathon that he's not qualified to run and bets on himself to finish... It's a fucking blockbuster right there. <laughs> he, he just like stops and eats some like some fucking roast pork, some plantains, dances a little bit, denounces the democracy, supports socialism. You know, all the, the Cuban shit. Classic. Yeah. This is 1904. Yeah. It's a different Cuba. Right? That's true. He still had the pie, pineapple ring around his dick, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Nothing like betting on somebody to finish. Yeah. Mm. Like I... I would have to hitchhike across the country, too, if every time we had sex, I, would, I bet on my wife to finish. <laughs> I, I would just, I'd be broke as fuck. Well, I'm not going to lie. It's not a marathon. It's a sprint, and you win. I win every time, baby. <laughs> Felix would frequently stop to talk with the spectators in broken English. Which way I go? <laughs> Which way? What you say? Yeah. Where the dog's at? Who, 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 who let the, the dog out? <laughs> Uh, that was the Baja boys, man. <laughs> yeah. They weren't Cuban, were they? No. At one point, he got hungry, so he ate some apples he had from an orchard. Well, the apples were rotten and gave him stomach cramps, and so he stopped and took an hour-long nap. <laughs> hour-long nap. Yep. Number one, how do you not realize you're eating rotten fucking apples? I don't know, man. Number two, he would wind up finishing in fourth place. Fourth place. He took a nap. Eating, yeah. In dress shoes, mm -hmm. cut off jorts. And, and still the dress Eating shirt. apples, eating mm -hmm. rotten apples and stopping to talk to everybody and right. still finish fourth. Yep. Fred Lors wound up being the first man to cross the finish line. He was greeted with cheers and even got a wreath placed around his neck by Alice Roosevelt, daughter of President Teddy Roosevelt. Just as he was about to get the gold medal, someone figured out the truth. Lors had given up on the race at about mile nine, had hopped in a taxi, and had <laughs> driven to the finish line. He even waved at some of the other competitors <laughs> as he passed them. Just flipping them the double bird. Yeah. <laughs> hit, that, hit that Cayuga, bitch. Pass out the window. Yeah. <laughs> 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 when confronted about his cheating, he immediately confessed and said it was just a joke. Just a prank, bro. <laughs> just kidding, right, guys? Wouldn't it be weird if I was serious? <laughs> <laughs> Let's all laugh. Uh, Everyone laugh. He was still disqualified. Uh-huh. Funny thing is, people are still caught to this day doing shit like this in yeah. long-distance races. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Nothing ever changes. The first female to win the Boston Marathon. Uh-huh. Took the subway. <laughs> yeah. 
Thomas Hicks was struggling himself. At about the 18-mile mark, he was about to pass out, and his trainers fed him a mixture of egg whites and strychnine. Oh, what? what is strychnine, Greg? Allow me to tell you. Strychnine is a lethal poison, but oh. in small doses, it could stimulate the nervous system. Just like alcohol, am I right? Yeah. I have a drink here. Cheers to that. <sighs> well, when Hicks found out that Lures had been disqualified, he got a second wind and was able to jog. His trainers then gave him some more strychnine and egg whites and let him wash it down with a shot of brandy. Oh, I love, lucky old dog. I love old-timey medicine. <laughs> <laughs> because it involved booze. Yeah. With two miles to go, Hicks began hallucinating, thinking he had 20 miles left. <laughs> <laughs> he begged to eat. He begged to lie down. Instead, his trainers gave him more brandy and egg whites. When he reached the finish line, he couldn't move on his own anymore, and so his trainers carried him across the finish line, and he was declared the winner of the 1904 Olympic Marathon. Not only was he carried across the line, like as he's carrying, his feet are moving like he's still running in place as he crosses the fucking finish line. Obvious cheating here, <laughs> by the way. Oh, I think I think that's legal, man. Can't be carried across. <laughs> Hicks nearly died. It took a team of four doctors to save his life. Which these are, you know, old-timey doctors, so probably like one paramedic today. Yeah, they're pumping his arms up and down like a fucking <laughs> billows, pumping yeah. the, stoking the fire, and pouring the brandy in his mouth. Yeah. None of this is working. Let's stick our fingers. They could have left him alone. He would have been way better off. <laughs> yeah. Let's put some leeches on him, boys. Yeah, instead he could never get erections again after all the <laughs> shit they did to him. When he received his gold medal, he promptly retired from marathon running. <laughs> That's enough. Smart man. That's enough shit for me. Okay. I'm retiring on top. <laughs> Fred Lures would go on to win the 1905 Boston Marathon without cheating. Didn't need the taxi this time. No. Nope. Or the strychnine that old fucking Hicks had. Yeah, or to be carried across the finish line. <laughs> Some say Lin Tao is still running from wild dogs to this very day. <laughs> it's the legend. <laughs> and that is the story of the 1904 Olympic marathon. Olympics! Supposed to be organized and planned. This is when the Olympics were new. They knew in the modern sense of, we're bringing them back up. This is the first American Olympics, and they said, yeah, let's do this in America again. No fucking way. But a lot of people think think the Olympics have been going on since ancient Greece. They have not. No. There was a, like, over thousand-year void, I feel like. Yeah. I might be wrong on that, but... I I think you're right, yeah. yeah. It's like 1,500 years. very, very long time. Yeah, they didn't have Olympics. And then they brought them back, and they decided to uh, just fuck it all up. Just go nuts, man. Right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, In 1908, the marathon was held in London, and they actually organized it well, and, you know, did it around the stadium and the... That is where, fun fact, we get the 26.2 miles because they wanted the race to finish in front of the Queen's box inside the stadium. So they had to run the extra 0.2 miles to get there. Really? Yeah. Well, I, according to this, this was 25. Yeah. So it was the 1.2. Yeah. But they added the but 1. But that's how you get the 26.2? Yeah, the 0.2. They, and that's why I did not know that. A lot of marathoners now, in the last mile of their run, will shout, God save the Queen. Because they finished in front of the Queen that year, and that's where they established the 26th I also did not know that. Yeah. I would love to finish in front of the Queen. (laughs) You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Just be in her royal majesty's court. Yeah. Like, I'll be right in the middle of it, surrounded by marble wall, Mm. you know, 50 foot from a wall in either direction, and she's just like, proceed. (laughs) And I 
I dropped my pants. Oh, oh shit. I'm already not wearing a I shirt. I did not know what you meant. I thought you were talking about racing. I'm already not wearing a shirt uh-huh. in this scenario. Gotcha. You drop your cutoff dress For slacks. whatever reason, my my chest is full of hair. Uh-huh. Just like brawny man mm-hmm. sort of hair. But still glistening? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm covered in baby oil. I gotcha. And then I just, uh, man. Mm. Finishing the queen's box. Whoa. Well, that's what they called it, the queen's box, where she finished the race. We're talking about racing still, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the end. <laughs> that is the end of the story. We did forget to include a listener voicemail. Yes, we did. So, yeah, Greg, we did have a question we forgot to get to. Uh, we recorded two hangovers last week. I don't know if or last time. I don't know if you remember that. Um, because I do barely remember. I was about to say, you're very, very <laughs> drunk. Uh, we said we had extra questions to get to in our bourbon hangover. But we forgot to do that. We for- Ian's. We forgot yep. Ian's question. So, Greg, why don't you read Ian's question right now for poor, poor old American spelling of Ian. Poor old Ian. Guys, do you read fiction at all? And if you do, what is your favorite fiction book? Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Since I already know this question. Yeah. I do. I used to read it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, this podcast has ruined all of my hopes and <laughs> dreams in life. Took all the I, fun away. Yeah, I have to research so goddamn much now, which I just used to do as a hobby. Now it's a job I don't get paid for. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up, Ian. Yeah, fuck you. No, I would say if I had to name a favorite fiction book, mm-hmm. it's either 1984, Ooh. which every other fucking high school senior English class had to read. Mm-hmm. We didn't. And I wanted to so bad because I'd read it a couple years earlier already. Yeah, I'm going to know everything already. Like, oh, fuck yeah. I want to read this and teacher, talk about it and stuff. That teacher's finally going to be no. turned on by me. I would say other than that, probably Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, it's so good. The only thing that drives me nuts about him is he doesn't use punctuation and it fucking drives me fucking crazy. But he uses line spacing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to... Uh, but that is so a fantastic makes up book. for it. Yeah. But it also makes the book look bigger than it is. Yeah. I'm all about techniques to make it look bigger than it is. So <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Chris? Uh, I don't read fiction very much anymore, just like you. I basically read a nonfiction book a week, one book a week to prepare for this. Uh, when I do, I'll read a lot of Stephen King, but probably my favorite fiction book uh, is a toss-up, uh, kind of going to where you were with the high school, this is required reading stuff, Fahrenheit 451. Really enjoyed that book. I have Stephen King books and Fahrenheit 451 right behind you. You sure do. Uh, but if I had to, if you put me on a desert island, you have one fiction book. It's going to be House of Leaves by Mark Z. Danielewski. It's a very complex book. The text is arranged in different patterns and stuff like that. It's kind of, it's very hmm. deep and you can always, every time you read it, you discover something new about the book. So that's my favorite book. Can I also add one? Yes. Uh, Victor Hugo's Les Miserables. Oh, yeah? Fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. It's a long read. It's like 1,500 pages. I I just like to sing it. So good. <laughs> oh, dude, I love the musical, too. So, you know, that's the D. All right, Greg. Our other question comes from someone named Griggs' mom. Oh, wait, nope. That says Greg's mom. Okay. Greg's mom wants to Can't know, wait. are you guys drinking as much as it sounds like you're drinking? Do you have a problem? Should I be worried about Greg? She's not worried about me. She's worried about you. The answer to all three of those questions, mm, yes. 
Uh, no, but you know, I do feel like maybe we come across as alcoholics, but you know, we're I feel like we're in that connoisseur. We have it under control. Yeah, I can quit anytime I want. I just don't. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> no, but I, I do feel like it's kind of like a it's an enjoyment, it's a hobby type thing. Did you make up that question then? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, it's fun. It's it's something we do. It's kind of the point of the show mm-hmm. is we both appreciate whiskeys and our appreciation has been growing since we started the show. Yeah. And so it's kind of a fun avenue to in- incorporate our loves of history and mm, I don't want to say alcohol because it really is just it's whiskey and primarily whiskey yeah. mainly like bourbon and scotch yeah so yeah well you know we we do have i don't we have the friends I don't beat my wife yeah every day <laughs> we do have the friends uh we we have a couple of friends who we worry about who would you know maybe pick up a fifth of vodka on their way home from work and have pretty much all of it drank a couple hours later Ooh, yeah yeah and so that that's, that's scary that's bordering on alcoholism <laughs> well we we savor it I mean, we still get drunk all the time and to numb the pain of existence, but, you know, we take our time getting there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slow train. Then I don't know about you. I also have friends that, you know, might drink once a quarter. Yeah. You know, like four times a year and anything more than that, they're like, whoa, are you okay? Like, Wait, are you serious? (laughs) Like, what? No, No, I'm fucking loaded. I'm great. Fuck you. Are you okay? (laughs) Get out of my house! <laughs> All right. So, to the voicemail, then. Oh, yeah, we do have the voicemail. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess, do we want to just play it? Sure. Okay. Hey, guys. It's Nick from Texas. I'd like to know what happened to Chris fitting God Bless the USA into every story. It's one of the best parts of the episode. Is it because the main host is kind of controlling? Well, Greg, I don't think you can control Chris forever. Because he's proud to be an American, where at least he knows he's free. And he won't forget the men who died and gave that right to him. Anyways, y'all should look into Benny Binion, the father of Texas Hold'em. Love the show. Thanks for doing it. Okay, thank you, Nick. Yeah. Yes, I am controlling. He is. I do. I try and work that song in every episode, but every time I do, Greg like puts a cigarette out on my back, so I kind of look like a human Dalmatian. Right? Don't lie. <laughs> what I've done is I've gone to the local uh, uh, PetSmart and I actually looked for a solution. Mm-hmm. They didn't have it because apparently it's too inhumane. I went on Amazon. I found a nice <laughs> shock collar for like a Great Dane. And so I put that around Chris, and when he starts to try to do something like that, mm-hmm. I hit the button and just kind of give him a... <laughs> you know? And that pretty much has corrected his behavior. Yeah. Joke's on Greg. I'm going to shove up my butthole, and then I'll get it good, and I'll sing all I want, just so I can get that pleasure. So anyway, thanks for, you know, kind words. Yeah, we... But Chris will remain under my thumb. <laughs> Full disclosure, we both know Nick as a human. We do. Uh, we did not ask him to do this, and none of our other friends have reached out to say... They appreciate the show. We don't have other friends. And in truth, we don't actually care for Nick that much. He's kind of... Yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, we kind of fucking hate him. So the fact that we're playing his voicemail and responding to him just shows you how much we respect people as listeners 
Because if it was just him saying that to us in person, we'd probably throat punch him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One in the balls, one in the throat. Yeah. I, I get low, you get high. Yeah. That's how we do that. But, Nick, thank you for the suggestion. We are going to do a story on Benny Binion just based on that suggestion. It's a fucking crazy story. I didn't realize it was as crazy as it was because he's the father of Texas Holden. That sounds boring as fuck, but it's actually a wheels off, just crazy fucking story, and we're going to be happy to tell it to you. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, I think we're done here, guys. Yep. Love you forever. All right. He's lying. Until the checks stop coming. Which they haven't started coming, so <laughs> we already hate you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.